Welcome to For the Love of Safety, the show for you health and safety professionals out there, where hosts Justin and Jed talk about their experiences in this fun, frustrating, and rewarding field of occupational health and safety. Let's get to it. Welcome back, everyone. Justin and I were literally just saying, we're so excited to do season two. We really are. so awesome. We we, I was so pumped. You know, we were reviewing some show notes and now we're we're here to actually do the episode and we just we are legitimately excited. So thank you for anyone who's listening. We continue to to do this and pour our heart into this and we're just we're floored. So episode two, season two. So today's episode is what EHS actually does versus what it stands for. Justin and I wanted to take this episode in a direction that talks about perhaps our growth in the role. And so some of the key points we want to discuss on this show, what we thought EHS was when we left our formal education and entered into the workforce, what perceptions, understandings, what did we think we had to do when we entered the working world after we left education and kind of rearing and ready to go? And then you get there and you see perhaps something else, perhaps something you didn't think it was. And then what we actually had to do, some of our experiences within EHS and within the, the roles that we got put into, the tasks that we had to undertake and, and really driving that through the, to something else we want to you know, conclude on is where we're at now. And like I said, that process of growth in our understanding and why we think where we're at now is if we would have had what we have now when we started, I think it would have changed a lot of what uh, some of the decisions that we made, maybe some of the battles that we fought and maybe not some of the battles, but maybe the ways in which we engaged in those battles because we have a, a much higher understanding. And that's certainly common about among any function, at least it should be, as people are engaging in the things that they do and wanting to get better and continually improve. I mean, hopefully you're hearing these things in your organizations about the very businesses that you work in, whatever it is you do. You know, EHS is no different. So I hope it's that way for just every function. And I know that it is. But Justin and I have, a, like I said, we wanted to go over these basically three main areas with you all today on this episode and and really drive drive it home on how I think EHS is is a growing role. And Justin, I'll let you jump in there and kind of kick yeah. that one off. Yeah. So, and and just to kind of remind folks, um, you know, if you listen to the prologue, Jed and I kind of go through our background, but I believe we were probably eight years apart, I think, Jed. Yeah. Something like, close to you that. mean like degree to degree kind of thing? Yeah. I um, between me leaving and you coming. Oh yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. It was good. Good eight years. Yeah. So we also went through the same program, um, at WVU too. So we had, I think maybe one or two of the same professors, but we kind of went through the same material. And I think both of us kind of came out with just, you know, a, a little different, uh, um, mindset even be just because of the way that the program had been, had changed over time. But me coming out of there, you know, one of the things that the, some of the foundational stones, as we'll call them, that was given to me was just protecting worker health, 
protecting worker safety and the surrounding environment. That is kind of what the the whole focus was on for me coming out of there. And I was working for the Environment, Health, and Safety Department at WVU at the time while I was in grad school. So, you know, I, I saw a little bit of it, but but even then, um, I, I think that I was just very focused on on those two aspects: protect workers, protect the environment. What about you, Jed? What was what was it like when you were coming coming down? So since I did both safety management and industrial hygiene, I got both experiences, or I should say I got that experience of worker health, more so from the industrial hygiene as a focus area. Not that safety management wasn't concerned with that, or the professors and the curriculums aren't concerned about that. But I will say, when I went through, there definitely was a, I don't know if I want to say stronger, there certainly was a concerted effort and focus to talk about safety as being integrated into the fabric of the business. And what does that look like? So that does not only incorporate worker health, that incorporates other things as well. And it, I will say there was more of a, there was more of a business management aspect to it. I appreciated that, but that's why I also went on the industrial hygiene side, because I think, and what we will we'll talk about here as we talk about what we thought it was and then what we see when we go in, I did not want to lose that focus on worker health. But when I got out of school and I had the internship in the middle of that and, and, and was, you know, working under you and alongside you and in the midst of me, right in the midst of my graduate education. But there was a, because it was, I don't know if it was transitional. I don't want to put words in the mouth of that program without having these people on here. But I will say it was perhaps a little discombobulated. It was kind of, I think they saw maybe where they wanted to go, maybe in a vision sense, but they didn't really have those things lined out with the realities of what you would see in the business. I think they, I think they were making the right moves. I think they were going in the right direction, but I wish there were more concrete examples and I wish it was just a little more touch of reality. Again, I want to be careful here because we had really good educations. Oh, yeah. I would say we had some yeah. of the best as far as that goes because we ultimately we had some really good professors there. Oof. And I think I think you and I have, you know, a lot of similarities in the fact that we were going to push for excellence anyway. Yeah. So we were going to get the most out of that program no matter what. So I want to be very careful, but I guess I guess my experience is when I got out, here's what I am to focus on is more of this maybe systematic approach. And, and and trying to integrate this in and yet not having more particular examples in maybe how to do that. Once you meet that challenge, you start singing a different tune. Yeah. And I think that to you know to, to their credit too, I think they did recognize that that was the direction it was going because I did not have that that type. Now granted I was at the time I was really, really focused on industrial hygiene. Um, I decided to get the, my second master's in safety management while I was there, but a lot of the credits transferred over. So there were some classes I didn't have to take, Mm -hmm. um, in order to, to get that. But I definitely remember talking to you after the internship and you telling me about all your classes and they had shifted remark a lot into that, the whole integration. And by that point, um, you know, I'd realized that that was really the way to go also. So it was kind of cool to see that the education, um, was changing, for the the new grads coming coming up to you know recognize some of the feedback from the alumni saying hey guys you, you know you need to you need to, to to look at this also 
Mm. That's um, a beautiful part about us going yeah. to the same program in that way. Because some would say, what's it going? You guys went to the same place. You, you say the same things. Well, in this case, here, Justin, you know, you get to go through it, go out, make comments, and then see the fact that, yeah, they want to continually improve and they mm-hmm. are trying to make that. So that was a great thing. Really good yeah. thing. Yeah. So after... After I had those foundations and, you know, I got my first job, I, I worked in a very verbatim compliant environment. And that's when I began noticing that maybe my idea of what EHS should be was a little a little off because the EHS department was almost at odds with the the company. You know, the the production people and the compliance people, they they were at complete opposite ends of the spectrum and it, it led to a lot of contention, you know, that was there. And I didn't like that. I, I really didn't. It, it bothered me because I'm like, we're all getting paid by the same people. Why, mm-hmm. you know, why are, why are we fighting? Why, why would you not want to do certain things for your workers? And, you know, why, why would we as a compliance environment not kind of look a little deeper at some of these rules and maybe the rules don't don't make much sense from a business standpoint and there's a different way to achieve the same objective you know but that kind of talk really did not happen there it was you know it was compliance is compliance and we're going to do this because you know no one can get hurt and we talked a little bit about this in other episodes where that actually kind of the reverse happened you know there were still injury a lot of injuries that were going on there yeah. Um, but still, it was it was a very eye opening ex- experience to see the the way that that again production and compliance just were not were not seeing eye to eye. So after I had that that experience, kind of at the first place, the second place I went, you know, I when I changed roles and changed companies, I had this thing in the back of my head that okay, one hundred percent compliance, being at odds with with the company, just, it, it, you know, it just didn't sit right with me. Um, you know, very confrontational. And so this next place that I went, one of the reasons I went there is because during my interview, the gentleman I was interviewing with, um, really started to, to talk about the needs of the business, which is something that I didn't, I thought I kind of understood, but it turns out I, I really didn't understand it at all. And he really, started me down this path of understanding the impacts that compliance can have to the business, both negative and positive, and how to harness, you know, the positive ones in order to to help implement some of those those foundational stones with industrial hygiene and safety and worker safety that was there. And that really started to to kind of grow and um and then eventually um, you know, when he moved on and, um, I got a, a, another, another boss, that one, um, inserted me into the, into the business a lot more than I'd ever experienced before in my life. And, and that was about the time that you had gotten there. Mm-hmm. Um, you yep. would come in. Um, so why don't I hand it over to you now? You can talk a little bit about how that was going <laughs> and what your thoughts were when you came out of school. So, yeah. uh, So I came in, you know, Justin, just as you had taken that leadership role and and stepping into that. And here was the the interesting thing for me. I was, so I had the internship. So I was with that group and, and, and you for, you know, a few months. And then I went back, finished my education and then 
accepted a full-time position. And a part of some of the things that what we actually have to do, you know, the, the second item that we wanted to talk about and where Justin has transitioned us now, when we get into those roles and we start looking into the things that we have to to, to talk about, which is namely, how does a business actually function and function well with all of these individual functions working together where Justin mentioned, you know, here's blind compliance and well, what does that set up? It, it's not always a good thing. I was able to see then, I think, the great springboard that you had and that you were working on. And so while I saw what seemed to me maybe is a little discombobulation coming out of school, I then stepped back into a professional role with you who started breaking out and really um, taking rubber meeting the road, this idea of exposure and, and really what does it look like to integrate these things into a business where all of these people are being helped to see hazards, specifically exposures in a new light and helping managers, helping team leads, helping crews see the real problems. And then it started to be concrete for me to say, this is what that integration stuff actually looks like. You have a manager who has stepped into a role and has grown and, and has come to a different understanding, a high level or understanding, but in a way that these businesses or the business is being looked at as a whole, a healthy business. It's not just worker health. You know, it's not just compliance. And that's what EHS guys and gals need to see. They need to see what it looks like when we have this overarching view of a healthy business and we get to be a part of that as EHS professionals helping individuals and then like i said teams and even business units where we were together looking at a way to or looking at new ways to improve occupational health and safety that's what safety integration actually looks like and so that was <laughs> that was me seeing what i actually have to do and growing my understanding of that just right alongside you as you were growing it and you you made mention you certainly had some I think some good leadership. Oh yeah. Maybe some not so good leadership. I mean, I don't want to, but I guess the point is it took a lot of experiences, both positive and negative to see what yeah. we actually need to do. So it's, it's interesting that you said that you said it that way too, because as you were seeing this, I was being actively changed. Um, you know, I was being taken to all these business meetings and EHS at that time, when you were coming aboard kind of went from, um, went from kind of being hidden underneath a, a couple other levels to being right up at the business level all of a sudden. Um, the leader at the time had it, wanted it to be to be known that it was important. And because of that, uh, he also wanted to make sure that I understood, again, like I said, the impacts that a lot of this, a lot of these decisions, a lot of this health and safety has to the business. And, uh, I, he used to say that he just wanted me to be a sponge, you know, go to these meetings, learn what I was, um, what all this stuff meant. And it was, it was interesting to have those experiences, especially from the financial standpoint, mm -hmm. and then looking at how do I integrate this into an exposure model to help protect workers and help, help grow EHS. Uh, because, you know, like we had talked about before, I was really bothered by EHS being at odds with the business. And I wanted it to be a more harmonious relationship where the, you know, there's give and take between the two where, you know, we can't just be in this box, you know, at the same time, we can't kill people. 
So how do you do what the business needs safely? And that was a that was great. And and during that time, trying to to get leadership on board, don't get me wrong, it was challenging because it's a change in mindset. It's yeah. a huge change in mindset, especially for leaders that look at compliance as a cost center. Mm. You know, so I I I, I don't want to dismiss the amount of work it took to try and and integrate some of these ideas into the business. It was not not easy at all. It was fun. Um, it was a lot of fun, but it really started to change my perception of what EHS should be, what it should do. I think it started to change yours also, as you were mentioning, you know, looking at the integration standpoint, looking at it, the exposures. There was also a point, and I, you know, I know we didn't talk about it much, but I also shielded the team from a lot, from a lot of the, oh, of the back and forth. Oh, of course. You have to as a manager. You yeah. Have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where you guys were, were um, you know, I wanted to make sure you guys could go out and and try and and get these ideas going, get these things implemented, take this this risk approach to health and safety uh, versus the verbatim compliance approach, uh, while at the same time trying to you know you guys you guys kind of working at the at the worker level, at the supervisor level, and me trying to work at the upper level so that you've got it you know from from two sides and some people got it, some people didn't. Um, some people <laughs> to this day haven't gotten it. <laughs> um, but there, it, I think some Let of the that cool- be a lesson for every, every, every one of you out there. That's a fact of life. Yeah. You will pour your heart and soul into this. Some people will get it. Some people simply will not get it. Do not lose heart is all I'm trying to tell you. No. And one of the one of the best lessons I learned during this whole time too is you should always be prepared for when the time is right to implement a lot of your ideas. So even if even if we wanted this this one group, let's say um, that was struggling in particular with this this risk model, you know, it, we had this great idea we want to talk to them about. Maybe we needed to wait for a leadership change. Maybe we needed to wait for the business to be in the right position to more readily accept what we were doing. So we never dropped it and and walked away. We we put it up on the shelf with a nice label on it and we just waited for the right time um, to do that. And uh, so now that we've kind of, of, of talked a little bit about what we th- what it, it kind of evolved into, you know, as we, as we were there, um, of course, both of us have then left those positions we were in and went into different different companies, different positions with these new ideas, this this new way of of looking at integrating it in the business. So, Jed, why don't you share some experiences that you've had since you've you know we've then moved on to different companies and taking what you learned when we worked together and and what you did with that. Mm-hmm. So, what I want to do because we're we're bridging to the conclusion really here. Yeah. And I think, you know, certainly Justin's going to speak in to this as well, this last point, but this is what I wish every professor would have told me. This is what I want to tell every EHS professional right now and what I need to continue to hear from myself. The role of EHS is, is really a moving target. And what I mean is the role is constantly developing. And so you need to be constantly developing. You will not have all of it in one shot. That's not going to happen. But I think if you leave school or you leave training 
or you leave a job and you, you have this technical expertise amassed and you think that that's what it is, you're missing the boat for what you need to do is to continue to grow that. There is a place for technical expertise, but what you really need, what we really are after as EHS professionals and where I'm at now in understanding the role is that you really need to be effective at delivering and completing a good strategy and constantly being challenged that if a strategy is not going to deliver something that's going to hold that company to a higher standard, higher level of performance, and you don't know how to proceed to get there, then you really need to rethink your motives. And so you, you take a step back, you're able to take a breath, and you realize the EHS is so much more than simple compliance or, or strict compliance for that matter. You're really looking at a healthy business. You're learning how to talk and engage with other people. You know your focus, as Justin and I had mentioned, I think both for both of us, one of those light bulb moments was this idea of exposure and that being a very key element in integrating functions together so we could have objective discussions among other functions, among production, among senior leadership, and among line workers. But what you're really gaining there is crafting, always crafting strategy and specifically strategy that delivers. You, you understand that you're working with people. And so this might has, you know what, it's probably been said, there's really nothing new under the sun at the end of the day. But if you're not able to work with people and understand people, all of that technical expertise will do you no good it will fall flat on its face. And I think where I'm at now is is really understanding that the EHS professional is not going to be the person that fixes this. The EHS professional is going to be the person who understands the business, where the money comes from, how the products are made, how managers make their decisions, what you do, what you need to do to shield some information, capitalize on other information, just as Justin mentioned. You understand that it really is going to take more than just you and your knowledge. It's really going to take you and your knowledge to get other people, a coaching, if you will, coaching other people to always have this aspect of a healthy business, which includes protected workers, controlled exposures, a healthy bottom line. When you are able with whatever business you are working in to know enough about that business to see that, I guarantee you will be one of the most effective EHS professionals, and you will be respected. You will certainly have the bad apples. You will have the guys that just won't get it. But I tell you by far and large, both where Justin and I are at right now and where we have yet, Lord willing to go, you're going to see some of the greatest change when you have that kind of view. What do you think, Justin? Honestly, you said it very eloquently. I wish I could speak like that, but I, uh, I don't give big talks. You know that. Um, the, uh, <laughs> you're absolutely right. And I would, I would go even farther to say that, you know, your exposure model changes too, when you understand the way that the business works, because your mm. risk matrix shifts. Great point. Great point. You know, you need to, you need to understand that a worker dying, obviously that's a, that's a foundational stone that you're standing on worker health and safety. And when your exposure model shifts, 
and you see and you understand, you know, where the finance part comes into that exposure model, you can better help the business meet their performance objectives that help everyone, you know, stay in business, help help them stay in business, help the workers stay employed. And you also find that it's easier to talk to the workers and understand their point of view too, because sometimes it's not that they don't care about their safety, but to them, bringing home that paycheck is more important than their own health. Mm. You know, they're they're there to to better their lives, to better their family, and sometimes to them, what you consider a high risk, they don't because they have their risk matrix is is completely different. Mm-hmm. And if you're just stuck in this mindset of compliance and only looking at those few things that you came out of school with, you're not going to get anywhere. And as a matter of fact, I would even say it's more detrimental because they're less likely to listen to you when there's an IDLH, when there's an IDLH situation. <laughs> yep. Totally agree. Totally agree. Because I'd say our, honestly, if you got like with what, what we have in, in the understanding, I think we both have come to and, and, are, and are continuing to gain, our risk matrix can, I think, change more easily than somebody else's. But it's because we have such a, a rigid filter for that. It's not that we won't change, but it's that we will ask the hard questions. We'll ask the challenging questions. But once we have the answers and once we have those good talks, look, we'll be the first in line to change with you. Mm-hmm. I, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I think that that's, that's one of the other things that we've learned is that we've learned that if you're unwilling to change, if you're unwilling to recognize that maybe what you have is good for now, but as the business evolves, as the profession evolves, if you are unwilling to make those changes, you're going to not, not going to be successful. You're going to be left behind. And I think you're absolutely right. I think that that people need to understand that you have to be willing to change. Now, granted, you should be careful, <laughs> you know, how exactly you do that. But it is very, very healthy to take a critical look at what you're doing and understand that maybe there's a better way of doing it. Always. There's always a better way because this is ultimately about growth and maturation. And that's one of the most crucial parts of life. And it should be one of the most crucial parts of EHS is mm-hmm. growth and maturation. And so be willing to change because it's absolutely necessary. I agree. But before we close, we do have to tease a little bit about our next episode. Because oh starting in episode three, we have guests coming to join in our discussion. And I uh, I don't want to want to spoil anything or everyone will kind of find out, you know, as it comes up. But I am I'm so excited that as many people are coming as uh, as are it's it's going to be awesome. And it's going to be, uh, I'm excited to, to see how this dynamic works between more than just the two of us. And the the episode, the guest that we have coming on, the discussion is going to be industrial hygiene, which I think is the most misunderstood discipline within the EHS. And we're going to have a, a great discussion. Sometimes even forgotten. Or forgotten. And we're going to have a great mm. discussion with our guests. And I am I'm really, really excited to record that one. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I know. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Well, I think that's it for us, Jed. I think that that kind of wraps everything up in a nice, tidy bow. Um, yep. We appreciate everyone listening. We are so excited to, again, start here season two. And uh, we'll see you next time. And there you have it, folks. Thanks for tuning in to For the Love of Safety. You may always reach out to either Justin or Jed by email at ForTheLoveOfSafety at gmail.com. That's the number four, the love of safety at gmail.com. Health and safety is fun, 
It's frustrating, but it is so rewarding. We'll see you again soon here at For the Love of Safety.